This preview episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons. If you want to hear the entire episode, you can join them. Head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Deathloop, which is an immersive sim developed by Arcane and published by Bethesda for the PS5 and PC in 2021. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Dishonored 3, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, We made it to Tivia. It's, uh, it's in the... the uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about it. We will. Um, yeah. <laughs> it feels like we've um, been here before. <laughs> it, it does feel like we've been here before. This is this is a weird one, and I wanted an excuse to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird that an arcade, arcane game came out that I hadn't played, uh, yeah. so I just really wanted a reason to go through it. Yeah. Uh, so I chose this for our vanity pick. It is our premium episode for this month, which means that everybody is going to get these generalities, and then uh, backers, patrons at the $5 level, will get the entire episode. Yes. Uh, yeah. So in this game, you play as a man named Colt. Uh, he wakes up on a beach with amnesia and quickly finds out that he is stuck in a time loop on this, uh, island called Black Reef that is just filled with the worst people imaginable. I, uh, it's like, it's kill asshole island, you know? (laughs) And then it's also, I didn't put this together until like way late, but this is kind of a fire fest game. With all the, all these people being tricked into paying a lot of money to come here to this paradise and it being like awful, that's really good. I, I you know, I, in the notes later, I made a comparison to Bioshock. I thought like, oh yeah, this is this is kind of Bioshocky, right? Yeah. Uh, but Firefest is a very that that is a very poignant uh, <laughs> comparison that rules. Like one one of the uh, the minion people were just like, I can't believe I paid so much money for this, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh shit! You know, like, <laughs> no, this is exactly that. Um, and we we call this an immersive sim. There's a lot to this, so this, I think this is going to be kind of a beefy generalities because this is a weird game. Yes, uh, it's a real genre blunder uh, kind of thing. Um, so you want to escape? You have to break this time loop that you're in. Uh, there are eight visionaries. These are the uh, main psychopaths on the island, and they are tied into the time loop through pseudoscience. Mm-hmm. Um, they each have their own little uh, domain. And you have to kill them all uh, in one loop. So the game is doing these kind of shuttle runs, almost like a roguelike, but I don't. It's not very roguelikey. Yeah. Um, as you gather information and resources that carry over from run to run, 
to gain the the knowledge and put the dominoes in place to do the perfect loop. Yeah, this is kind of a detect- detective game a little bit. It's so many things. It's yeah. a really complicated video game. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't think all those parts work together perfectly. Nope. Like, it's it's a little messy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's a lot messy. Uh, the, the parts <laughs> that work are really, really good. And the parts that don't are pretty, uh, you know, incongruous. Yeah. Uh, pretty uh, tiresome. I would say this is not my favorite arcane game, uh, although there no, are it, the, there are things to recommend this. The the highs are incredible, I think. Yes. Um, <laughs> and they're the, at the uh, beginning for, and the end. <laughs> yeah, for, the, for the most part. And well, there, there's a middle and we'll talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about the general arc of like the experience. It's mm-hmm. also going to affect how we talk about this because we're going to focus on putting the pieces together for that perfect loop because that's the closest this has to a single player campaign. Mm-hmm. It's it's not necessarily the intended experience right for the game it's 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 complicated (laughs) uh everything here is in first person uh you're gonna be immediately familiar with this game if you have played either dishonored or prey this leans more closely to uh the dishonored side of things although it does have the open ish kind of like world structure of uh of of a prey you know Mm -hmm. you're not going from stage to stage level to level kind of deal yeah uh you have three guns you can carry. Uh, you have a gigantic uh, fuck off machete. It's like a kukri yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you have a kick, uh, a very infamous kick. And again, <laughs> there's an interesting development story behind that kick. We'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, I didn't see uh, that. We talk about development. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I watched a, a no clip documentary. Oh, nice. About this. And they, they address the kick <laughs> um, because it's an arcane game. And because it's an immersive sim, uh, you also have superpowers. Uh, you get these from slabs. Um, you generally take these from visionaries and these are repeats from dishonored or prey basically. Yeah. Um, the only one that is kind of different is the havoc one, Mm -hmm. which I don't think there is a a really a version of that. And they behave a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, but generally these are things like blink. So a short range teleport connecting uh, enemies together. So they share a fate, making yourself invisible, things like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and these and also your weapons and yourself can be upgraded um, uh, with items that you find in the environment. So uh, your weapons and yourself uh, can be upgraded with things called trinkets. Um, and these have different ratings. So there are gray ones, there are blue ones, and there are purple ones. Um, and there are a handful of effects, you know, for weapons, it'll be like, this improves your accuracy. This, um, uh, this will, uh, impart some penetration, uh, into your shots, things like that. Personal ones, like you always start with a double jump, uh, trinket, which Mm -hmm. is nice. Um, and you can also find stuff that lets you kind of do these game breaking synergies. You know, there's one that makes it so that, uh, uh, standing in poison gas will heal you. Um, and there are weapons. Mm-hmm. There's a weapon that can create poison gas. So you can create these little healing clouds uh, that are risk reward because if you stand in them, you also risk getting blown up if somebody shoots the cloud. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, there are also unique elements, these weapons. So yes. there's like trinkets you can get to add to them, but they can also just do a unique thing. Mm-hmm. Um, these kind of uh, function as the bounties you'll have in what I kind of consider like phase one of the game. Yeah. As you're collecting powers and collecting an arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the visionaries that you kill to get the slabs, uh, if you get the slab again, you get little upgrades for them. Yeah. Um, you can, you can equip two at a time and these, uh, that's random what order you get them in. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, these are really, uh, transformative. 
Yeah. So these are things like, you know, you can blink, but this allows you to do the mid-air blink mm-hmm. from uh, the DLC from Dishonored 1. Or uh, the one I ended up getting the most use out of, weirdly enough, was uh, invisibility doesn't count down if you're staying still. Oh, yeah. That plus flicker um, where, yeah. where you can shoot without uh, without having your stealth blown. Uh, I mean, I'm really yeah. surprised that made it into the game, honestly. It's it's pretty broken. Like, yeah. there there is a power arc to this game. Yeah. That I, again, I end up actually liking, despite the fact that there's a weird treadmill section in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know. then we'll get to all of it. Yeah. And we, um, we talked about the trinkets. We talked about the weapons and the fact that you get these uh, these augments and stuff or the uh, the, the upgrades. Uh, you're you're going to be repeating a bunch of stuff. I think it'd be pretty important to lay this out as we describe these mechanics. Just kind of keep in mind that you are going to be doing a lot of stuff over and over and over again. It, yeah, it is intended, and they're, they're, the way the thing that's interesting to me as a fan of this developer is the way that they try to um, make up for that or try to make, keep that interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's an it's a it's a failure at that, but it's not an abject failure, right? In my opinion, like there are things that they they did to make that repetition go down more smoothly, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's like tastes that don't taste great together. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're they're really neat on their own, but they don't always work, and they don't work for as long as as they're meant to. Like this is can be the longest arcane game. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, it definitely be. it definitely overstayed its welcome for me. But yeah, yeah, I definitely have an irritation point uh, <laughs> that I hit uh, in this. Yeah, um, it being an arcane game means that you can approach situations as you like. So uh, you can once you're powerful enough, once you build up this arsenal, you can go in guns blazing up until that point. Uh, stealth is very important mm-hmm. um, because you're pretty fragile. Uh, you get little indicators when someone has spotted you. It progresses from white to yellow or red. They'll go and investigate standard uh, arcane style thief, like heavy body stealth. Yeah. You know, um, you are you are a big, slow, lumbering thing and you need to stay hidden from sight lines. Mm hmm. Uh, and use your own awareness. It is, it is a school of stealth that works really well for me mm-hmm. in terms of like the the different schools of stealth. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's done just fine here. Yeah. You know, they, they did it fine in Dishonored. They're doing it again. It's good and satisfying. I mean, this is this is a game that's about synthesis, not necessarily uh, creating something new out of atoms. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so you mentioned awareness that's helped along by this new system, uh, that is borrowed part of it's borrowed, uh, from other stealth games. Uh, the one that comes to mind is metal gear solid five, uh, but, uh, marking targets. So if you spot somebody from a distance, you can press down on your D pad and that will mark them. Uh, meaning mm-hmm. that you will kind of always keep track of wherever they're at. This is a way to kind of keep track of threats through walls while still being surprised uh, if there was somebody that you didn't see or somebody who walked in um, from a different area. Uh, if while you're doing this, you kind of hold down that button for a little bit longer and they stay in sight, you will focus on them and this will reveal their behavior profile, whether or not they're aware of you or think anything's wrong um, and their loadouts kind of showing, okay, this person is carrying a melee weapon. This person's carrying a shotgun, etc., to kind of help you plan uh, your little uh, predator or avoiding uh, strategies, right? Yeah. I really like this. Yes. Uh, previous games, uh, usually will have a see-through walls mm-hmm. ability, which is always a little bit overpowered. Um, this changes the way you play. So when I would go into an area, getting a good sight line vantage point mm-hmm. initially was very important to mark all the targets. And then eventually became very important to have a sniper's nest to clear them out. Yeah. Um, that was a very satisfying progression. Mm. Uh, enemies don't leave corpses. They loop out. They do leave a little anomaly 
on the ground um, that enemies will investigate yes. at some point. After after a while, these will disappear, but for a while, they they provide a corpse. Um, and that's an upgrade you can get as well, uh, where they do not provide this uh, this little shimmer. Yeah. That alerts enemies. Yeah, but you're not, uh, you know, killing somebody and then finding a place to hide the body. Um, I think that's a pretty big signal, like right away, that the game is not placing a real emphasis on non-lethal takedowns, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> it, in the body of work of Arcane, this is, this. I mean, again, it's fascinating, right? Like, these, mm-hmm. are, these are games I paid a lot of attention to. I th- my perspective has always been, I think Arcane has always wanted it to be a viable option to murder people for fun. Mm-hmm. In the, in in video games, and you can watch their career and see them do things to try to underline this and get players to eliminate the the idea of good boy points from their brain <laughs> and engage with the systems in the most fun way that they are. You know, yes. Um, you end up going from Dishonored two to Death of the Outsiders, which lacks a, a chaos mode, mm-hmm. you know, or a chaos meter. Um, then you end up going to Prey, which you know the things you're fighting are, tend to be these horrible alien. Right. things you know you're not going to care that much about like you're not going to non-lethal take down a typhon there's not know? really a morality associated with that yeah the, the morality is whether you help people in their stories not whether mm-hmm. you like kill them right you know or whether you just kill mooks or whatever mm-hmm. this the they constructed a fiction in this game i don't think this was the purpose of it but it's a, a nice knock-on effect the fiction and then i think just as important the tone mm-hmm. of this game is that uh life is cheap and it's fun yes to, to murder <laughs> yeah. um you you still have like the fates like the fates worse than death deaths mm-hmm. like you can still do the cool way yes of kill, killing enemies rather than the the easy way but you are not going for a perfect ghost stealth thing yeah uh for these and i i again i really appreciate that like i <laughs> never liked playing these games as a, as somebody who's like you know cares about these monsters yeah they're all pieces of shit like they made the world crappy and made the people shitty uh <laughs> i'm playing a video game yeah no. you know so just uh the, the 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 fiction is here you know like you are not a spy who is bent on revenge you're you're an assassin and you know you're gonna die they're going to die everybody's gonna die um yeah, yeah. life life being cheap is a good way to put it here yeah and i and yeah it's it's fascinating to me and i <laughs> i wonder whether there are people who you know liked on a level their previous games but struggle with this because of that yeah you know, you know, I, I've talked to people for whom Dishonored is a game that you reset if anybody dies because you were just trying to do what they, they feel the game is communicating to them is the, you know, the optimal path. Yeah. Like, this is the highest mountain. I have to climb it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and somebody who, who scoffs at that attitude in a general sense, uh, I think it's interesting they designed a game in which that's impossible. Yes. Uh, and probably that might account for some of the, uh, uh, you know, let, let, let's say a non-zero portion of the uh, negative response to this, most likely. Yeah. Even, I mean, it's, it's interesting, though, too, because we'll, we'll talk about that. Like, this game did real well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, but it also has people yelling at it. It's a fascinating <laughs> fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, just like in Dishonored and Prey, there are security devices. You, know, you have cameras, you have turrets, you have field disruptors. Field disruptors will um, disable any slabs uh, in them, uh, specifically mm-hmm. your uh, your respawn, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, all of these can be hacked uh, from a distance. You start the game with something called a hack a jig uh mm-hmm. and uh this can be modified with uh with some with some personal trinkets 
this is usually a good way to do it. It never stopped being satisfying to uh, to hack a turret that a couple of people were just kind of standing in front of uh, dumbly, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, big security weakness. <laughs> uh, it's really generous. The hacking, you do it from a distance. You only have to have line of sight once. Yes. And then you conduct behind something and it will continue to have the signal. Mm-hmm. Um, death is different in this game and also its relationship to save games. Yes. Uh, previous, you know, games and dishonor and stuff. Uh, one of the things when people get into a, a complacent gaming mode for those, uh, they get into writing the quick save, mm-hmm. like they're playing Max Payne or something. Yeah. Um, here, the game doesn't allow that. No. Instead, every visionary of which Colt is one, that's a, a reveal, but it's not a huge reveal. Yeah. Right. Um, has a unique slab. They have a unique power. Mm-hmm. Um, Colt is called Reprise, and it gives them two extra lives. Um, he dies. He drops a little residium corpse. We'll talk about residium uh, a little bit later. And you backtrack to a safe distance away and you're invisible. Yeah. Um, this allows you to you know, reset the situation, either come in invisibly and get the drop on the people who got the drop on you or uh, kind of run away a little bit and reset aggro and then go back and do a corpse run yeah. to grab your resources. Yep. Oh here, here comes Dark Souls. <laughs> yes. There's a little Dark Souls in this in another way too, the big way. Oh yeah. Which we'll talk about. It is a, a gestalt kind of thing. Yeah. Uh something that affects this is the fact that because of the looping mechanic, there are no checkpoints or manual saves. If you die, uh you wake up again at the beginning of the day and have to kind of redo things if there was anything that was uh, you know, dependent on uh going to multiple different places. Um this ended up bumming me out quite a bit. Uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk about this kind of having some farming or things in it, like, I can't tell you how many times specifically the havoc, uh, slab going after Fia, <laughs> um, how many times I was like, okay, I've got the slab and then you've got to make it back to your home base in order to, uh, in order to, uh, lock this in, right. In order to make it so it'll carry over, you know, and got to the point where it's like, fuck it. I'm just not going to use havoc. We're just going to, we're going to find another way to make this happen. Uh, because yeah. farming for it was really frustrating. Um, I find this game to be difficult, uh, not you know, not necessarily just because of the, you know, dying quickly, like whatever, but the fact that there is so much, okay, restart at the beginning, beginning of this level and kind of do it all over again. Um, uh, if you, if you happen to, uh, if you happen to run out of reprise charges. It, it's a, it's interesting to, to hear that because we'll, we'll talk about this when we start talking about reception, but the criticisms I've heard of this game, like I went blind on it yeah. after the first trailer. I was like, okay, Arcane's making a thing. I'm definitely going to, yeah. I know it has to do a time travel. And then I ducked out. Um, so I, fo- I didn't follow the reviews and the kind of response. And it either goes into this game is very difficult or this game is way too easy. Oh, huh. Um, those are the two responses. I feel like I had a really ideal experience with it, but over too much time. <laughs> because I experienced it that way when I started uh-huh. and I had what I think to be the intended experience of eventually getting to where th- I am the master of all four of these fucking domains mm-hmm. and I can get in and out like nothing. Yeah. It got oh. to the point where like I would have a, a, an evening to kill before the next day. Like I had to do something the next morning, mm-hmm. but it's evening and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go grab an upgrade for my uh, invisibility slab yeah. and I could do it in two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, and then just make it back, no problem. I just knew the route. Yeah. Um, and that was immensely satisfying. The rub is that that took longer than I think was proper. 
Yeah. I, I spent too much time in the, this is, this is frustrating zone and I have to kind of relearn this and take it really slow mm-hmm. zone. When I got to the, like, I get, I'm a fucking master of this part that felt great. Oh yeah. Um, and I, and I think that that's an intended effect of you spending as much time in these areas and seeing them from all these different angles. We'll, we'll talk about, when we talk about level design stuff in this game, but this is a, like a thesis and kind of a, a final exam for the company for level design density. Yes. This is as dense as they've ever been. Mm-hmm. And part of the intended satisfaction of this game is mastering a very complicated zone of yeah. interdependent variables. I don't think the thing I, I agree with you with, I don't think they landed is I think that it's not tuned exactly right. Yeah. And I think that some of the added systems while interesting on their own are only intermittently additive. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, it took too long for me to get there. Yeah. I, I, I also, you know, eventually you reach that point, you, you, you break the plane, right. And you're not being dragged behind a boat. You're skiing. Right. Um, but, um, it did take too long. I think that, you know, I, I am saying difficulty, but the specific flavor of it is, is friction, you know, Mm -hmm. um, there's just a lot of friction to it. And when we're talking about the density of these levels, something that I feel is working a little bit at cross purposes is that with the iteration loop being so long, you know, die and restart everything over again, you know, to get into, into position and stuff. I feel like that discouraged the, for me, it discouraged the experimentation that makes immersive sim games real cool to me. Experimentation and exploration. It made me, um, let's say, very um, conservative when I was first approaching these spaces. And that was a feeling or an approach that however empowered I got was kind of always there as a residue uh, to a certain degree. Right. So I just, it was one of those things where it's like these systems worked across purposes to me and kind of took a little bit of the shine off of what is some of the appeal of the genre, which is fucking around and, you know, experimenting, trying stuff. Right. But what's so weird, right. Is that the, the way I played it, I ended up having both, but Mm -hmm. that was to its detriment in terms of time. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to bump this up if, if it's in the notes, but like the arc of this game, we talked about getting the slabs. Yes. What I feel like what the natural way for me to play is, and the thing I warned you off of because it ended up being <laughs> frustrating for me is to hunt down your arsenal first. Yeah. And within that is a tiny little dishonored game that is as good as they've done. Mm-hmm. Like I have these assassination targets. I have these playgrounds. I have this limited sense, set of tools. I have to get to know these levels and make these kills. Mm-hmm. And that was incredible. Like yeah. me just searching down the slabs was really fun. Yeah then you have to actually just put all the dominoes in place for the perfect loop Mm -hmm. and it gets really prescriptive and it also ends up becoming a very like uh you don't know how many steps are in a plan (laughs) right when you get there when you when you see it so like i would do uh the most frustrating thing that happened to me was doing the first three time periods of the perfect loop yeah and then realizing i didn't have something set up for the fourth one yeah which meant i had to tank that day and that was that wasted effort. Like, fuck you, do it again. Mm-hmm. And even though by that point I got into where I could do the first parts pretty quick, it was still really frustrating. Yeah. So, like, I think this game contains the immersive sim playground expressive play mm-hmm. thing. It doesn't, it just doesn't only contain it. Yeah. This is, this is like a, a masterclass game in terms of subtraction by addition. Yeah. I think. Yeah. 
yeah. or master example rather. <laughs> what um, it, like, like what you're describing that per that perfect dishonored game. I, I'm saying that I didn't necessarily get that because uh, part of that again is experimenting and failing and having a net that will kind of take me back and make that loop a little bit shorter. The actual structure mm -hmm. of the game with the you know the long loop that starts you at the beginning of the day and adds menu tax. Uh, kind of in between it and stuff that's what forced me to be more conservative not necessarily the absence of that really cool immersive sim stuff that you could get right yeah 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 it's not it's it's just it's not that it's not to me at least it wasn't that it wasn't there it mm -hmm. was just that it was uh hidden yeah behind a bunch of extra stuff like i want modders to just make this a dishonored game please <laughs> <laughs> turn, you know, turn, like, turn it into levels give me please. quick save and you know keep the levels keep the targets mm -hmm. it would be really short you know and again there are things they do the invasions and the level density i think and the time period gimmick are things to kind of shore up that shortness you yeah. know but they don't work together perfectly it, it, it needs to be given the dead cells treatment uh where it's like okay take take, take away the run base play out of this and, and then we're talking <laughs> yeah yeah, well, Dead Cells has the run base play. That might not be what we're talking about. Yeah, but like Dead well, Cells I mean, is a good comparison point for the the bad things. I think this does. Yeah, yeah. Where it's it you know it's just long runs and ends up being very frustrating to, mm -hmm. to start over. Yeah. Um, Fundamentally, change this game into something else, and I will enjoy this game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a it's it's got a. It, it's not even change it. It's just wheel it back. Yeah. You know, because it, it it contains that thing. Mm -hmm. It's really strange. Um, one of the ways it's not a roguelike, we've referenced this thing called Residium uh, before. Residium is a currency in this game uh, where you can pick this up either from visionaries you've killed or from objects in the world. And you spend this to make things carry over from run to run. Yes. So um, early on, this is a huge drag because this is uh, a rare resource. Mm -hmm. And then later on, it's a drag because you have no need for it. Right. Like uh, eventually it becomes a non, you know, it's not a gamer treat. Yeah. I, I've, been, I've got my loadout. Mm -hmm. I, I have no needs. I have my loadout. Um, I have my backup loadout. I have my loud loadout and yep. my quiet loadout. Yeah. Yep. I, I have no needs. Uh, that is a bummer. Yes. I like that there are th there's a way to carry things from loop to loop. If you didn't do that, I think that would be too frustrating and you wouldn't have that ascension of power right that is pretty satisfying mm -hmm. um but it ends up being like early on so here's it like you start off with that double jump mm -hmm. thing um you ordinarily you wouldn't want to infuse that but you get a new one every day so early on it's kind of a hack to infuse that because then you're getting a like you're making an investment where you're getting two two thousand residium every day mm-hmm because you get a you get a second copy of that thing. Yeah. So you spend this early investment and then you get like this little dividend. And what I realized that's what I was doing, I had a real like, what the fuck am I doing? Like <laughs> I'm I'm getting a dividend. I, I just created an interest for myself for this currency. That's not what I want to be doing in this like 70s exploitation, super fun assassin time loop game. <laughs> like I shouldn't be doing banking. You know? like, it's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, you know, it it's uh it's pretty contrary to to everything else and you can see what they're doing with it and it was necessary to have things carry over but again it kind of reveals the fundamental like this would have been better without part of the central conceit yes i think yeah 
uh, and that residium loop to get enough of it to customize your weapons and stuff uh, leads to some of the repetition. You know, you're not naturally yes. by following the leads going to get enough to, you know, infuse and, you know, every, uh, uh, every slab and every uh, upgrade you're going to get. It, it's a weird, like the game versus the gamer moment too, because if, if you ignore the residium loop, like if you never grind for residium mm -hmm. in this, you'll eventually get enough. Yeah. Like just following the stuff, you'll get enough. It just won't feel real good. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who plays a game, one of the gamer instincts that I cannot shake off is wanting to get my final kit set up. Yes. Before I start doing stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that's up there with like not using consumables and, and, and always going non lethal as I think probably gamer mistakes, but it's one I can't shake off. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I hate seeing waste. Yes. Uh, in a game. Um, this game does not do anything to make that make you not think that make you not do that. Mm -hmm. It does other things to nudge you into different kinds of play and discourage different kind of gamer degeneracies, but it doesn't do anything to discourage that. No, I mean, primarily like it's also another success. Like the powers are pretty cool and the weapon abilities are, you know, they're, it's all tempting, right? Oh, they're great. Yeah. 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 It's, it's full of fun fucking toys. Mm -hmm. No, nobody makes toys better than Arcane. <laughs> and I want them like, <laughs> yeah, they're all great. Yeah. Uh, it's all really fun to do, but it, it again, there, there's a part where it's like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> well, I don't have quite enough stuff to like, you know, upgrade. I, I, I was really lucky. I had an invader and I got a lot of upgrades. Yes. I did not get nearly enough uh, residium to infuse them all. So either I have to make this horrible like choice, <laughs> you know, to give one of them up, or I have to just like wander around sucking up toasters <laughs> and wheelbells and shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good thing I put that double jump uh, thing in there, so I'm getting an interest yield. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's, it, it, <laughs> it's it's passive income is what you're is what you're getting. Oh. <laughs> and the other side, I mean, I mentioned this before, but the other side of this is equally a problem. Where for the last, like when I was doing the final day and doing all the stuff for that, just ending every run with up to my fucking balls and residium. Like I had so many trinkets I could cash in for residium. Yeah. I couldn't spend it in a thousand loops. God. Well, like, know? like, like, like what if there, there's, there's an online component to this. What if you could, uh, like <laughs> at the end of a day, any excess residium, you could send it into a friend's world, you know, like maybe at like, great. well, like one tenth of it or whatever, but it's like, there's a package waiting for you at so-and-so in updom or whatever, but like maybe make yeah, that yeah. area a little bit harder, you know, like create a vagrant. Yeah. Like make like a, like a dark souls, make a monster uh -huh. that appears in someone else's world that is of your residium. It could even be like a copy of Cole of your character. Yeah. You know, and that person can kill that and get all the stuff. Like there's all kinds of shit they could yeah. have done with this, with this excess residium. Yeah. Um, you know, but residium is currency. It sounds real fancy. It's just, there's a lot of, uh, science, fun science, science exclamation point stuff in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when we say you have a day to accomplish your goal, that probably brings to mind like a time limit. Uh, that is not mm -hmm. the case. You know, it's not like, okay, a day lasts two hours and you got to go and get all of this taken care of. Things are quantized. There are four, there are four time periods. You have morning, noon, afternoon, and evening. Um, and the island itself is divided into these four districts uh, that will change over the course of a day. Yes. Um, really, really uh, kind, kindly, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, time doesn't pass while you're in a district. So if you go into a place in the morning, it'll stay morning until you leave. Yes. And then when you go to the next place, then that's when it'll turn to noon. Mm -hmm. um, this is how they have, 
you know, justified having four levels in the game. It's not only making them really dense, like each of these are basically two dishonored levels mm-hmm. stuck together, but it's by changing them in the time districts or the times, uh, time periods. Yeah. So it's kind of like there are 16 levels. Mm-hmm. Kinda. Kinda. Um, you know, there's not as big a difference, but when you run into difference and when you can do causality stuff, it's real fun. Yeah, you get you that know? Mega Man X Alpha Protocol uh, kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. a Day of the Tentacle shit. Yeah, uh, that that stuff could you know make you feel like a genius. <laughs> um, the uh, so as time goes on, the districts will change. Like a snowstorm hits, um, there's a really big party. Um, things you do will affect things. As we mm-hmm. mentioned, sometimes this is for puzzles, but sometimes it's just like. You know, the the very first level, like, there's a candy shop. And I'm like, I'm going to smash this shit up. And then later it was, like, graffitied and wrecked. But if you don't do that, people are still using it. Yep. You know? That's real fun. Like, that, I think that is undeniably a cool and fun idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that quite a bit. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, also, the uh, events that happen, you know, like big set piece kind of things, those don't happen without you. Uh, things are kind of timed like a, you know, like a, like a theme park tour haunted house, mm-hmm. uh, you know, big things that are, you know, necessary or revelatory, uh, will happen as you stumble on them. Right. So when you walk into this hangar, then Harriet starts her sermon, right? There, there's a, there's kind of two types. There's those, and there are things that are on a timer. Yeah. Uh, there aren't very many things that are on a timer. Yes. Uh, so, uh, for example, like when you go to the party at the end, uh, your target will give his speech after a certain amount of time mm-hmm. there. And you have to get to the party in time for it. Yes. So the, so it kind of does, kind of has its cake and eats it too. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that you are finding this stuff, when you go out of the I'm freeform hunting the visionaries mode and go into I'm going to play the plot of the game mode, you get these quest lines. Um, these are called leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get visionary leads and arsenal leads. Um, arsenal leads are for these like legendary unique weapons or for getting slabs. Visionary leads are not just for killing uh, your targets, but also for manipulating them. Right. Because the the conceit of this, the reason why there's a perfect loop is because you cannot get everyone just going from person to person. Right. They move around too, too much. You have to conspire to get them in the same place at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what you don't want is two different people who are only holed up uh, in different places in the morning. You need it's kind of like a, a arranging like a Google calendar for a team. You need to make sure that, OK, if I can't get this person in the morning because I have to get this other person in the morning, I need to move them over to this different place uh, later on in the day. Um, and each of the uh, each of the different uh, visionaries has their own story. They have their own kind of relationships with the different visionaries, uh, and you have to, yeah, you know, perform uh, sabotage to get them into the places uh, and open up the opportunities to get to get all of them in one day. Uh, given this kind of quantized uh, time limit system that's happening, and on the surface, as a thing, I think I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I need to, this person can't go to the party because they're doing something. How do I sabotage the thing they're doing so they have to go to the party? Mm-hmm. That's undeniably really, really cool. Yeah. The thing that makes it not cool is that there's only one way to do it. Yep. And that the the step to doing it or the way to do it is through these convoluted and very prescriptive steps. Right. Like, that's the part that sucks. What you're actually doing, I think, is real slick. Yeah. You know, as an idea to kind of socially engineer this way to to get everyone where you need them to be mm-hmm. by fucking around and manipulating them undeniably super cool it yeah. would have been way cooler if it wasn't just from following quest markers and just going and doing the thing yeah if there know, was this like should a, have also been simmy 
<laughs> right. Uh, take away the quest markers, you know, like a uh, like a pro level uh, hitman uh, kind of experience or Morrowind it and or give you many like ways to do it. Yes. Like not just get rid of the quest markers, but there should be multiple ways mm-hmm. to get, you know, blankety bloop to the party. There should be multiple perfect loops right. that you can do like different modular ways that you can fit that stuff together, not just mm-hmm. one. And who who knows whether that was a function of time or whether that's something that was too complicated or they just had no interest. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't want to Monday morning quarterback them too much, but yeah. that would have done a lot. I mean, me. it's something that makes this feel a little bit like it is in the, uh, in the face of the arcane immersive sim kind of tradition, right? If you walk into yes. this, you know, with an expectation that this is going to be expressive on the level of a dishonored or a, uh, or a um, uh, prey, then uh, you're mm-hmm. not going to find what you're necessarily expecting or looking for um, in, in, in that case, right? In the plot. Right. Like, you can find it on your own as much as you want. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to buckle down and beat the game, right. you, you, do, you, you can't do it. You got to do it the very specific way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you're going through this, getting these things that are leads, you're also getting notes, computer conversations, audio logs, uh, eavesdropping on conversations, things like that to get information about the story and world. And this is a mile mileage may vary kind of thing too. Uh, but I think this really works. Yep. Um, I love the story of this game. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily love all the parts of the tone, right? but they're very in all the dialogue, but the actual plot of this, I think is incredible, mm-hmm. uh, and really compelling. Yes. Good um, mystery. I was really... Super good mystery, super cool concept. Mm-hmm. You know, Time Loop Firefest is a super cool concept. <laughs> All of the animations that come from the ending yep, uh, and stuff. There are a lot of, like, weird, high-minded sci-fi horror ideas yep. <laughs> that are part of this. And a lot of Michelle Gondry movie-esque, like, you know, what logically follows after this, when you take real people and put them in the sci-fi conceit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, and you're going to find tons of it and it's all off the beaten path. Like there's still that dishonored magic, like stumble upon the people who are like firing the dude out of the cannon, (laughs) you know, like, of course you do that if you thought you were immortal. Yeah. And then you can change the the trajectory of the cannon and go where he landed at a different time period and pick up his fall damage. (laughs) trinket. That's so good. (laughs) Like that's so fun. Like these people would be those kind of dipshits because of course they would. And that you're able to interact with it in a way that feels really clever and deal with the time uh mechanic yeah really well like you have to know the geography of the island to mm-hmm. know where they're going to be all these things that is so good it just i want it to be that yep <laughs> you know just again subtraction by addition please um yeah yeah no i i just uh i, I love that there were questions that i had about like okay why is but why is it like this for me but not and then those are the, those are addressed they thought they thought the implications of a lot of this stuff through um, and yes. the, 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 quote, bad ending of this, I think is amazing, but yeah, yeah well, the bad ending is the good one. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> it's, it's very specifically like <laughs> the reverse them. The good ending is bleak as hell, yeah. uh, especially with, you know, the implications. And I kind of like how bleak it is, but it's, it's fucking weird. Uh-huh. It's weird that they, uh, you know, joy can give me the joy can, <laughs> you know, it's doing the thing that I've always wanted from a game, which is like, Hey, maybe immortality and the joy can would be all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this game agrees with me. <laughs> Regardless of the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the multiplayer and one of the other Dark Souls um, kind of uh, uh, comparisons to be made here. I, I swear we're not just being tiresome by making that. You know, the, the, there, are, there are invasions it's that happen here. Yes. Yeah. This is a cited uh, influence. There's multiple cited Dark Souls influences on this uh, mm-hmm. from the developers. Yeah. 
Um, your other character, the other main character of this game is Juliana. So you have these two cool uh, kind of 70s exploitation characters. Juliana will spawn into your game. Uh, you can play online, mm-hmm. and this will be another person. She will spawn to your game to hunt you. If you play offline, she will just show up every once in a while mm-hmm. uh, to hunt you as well. Um, this is... Uh, adds a lot of unpredictability to that repetition. So we talk yes. about things that they did to try to shore up the fact that there are only four levels that you're going to be running in place a lot. This is one of the things they did. Like, yes, you're in a level and yes, you have the same goal, but there's a human hunting you. Yeah. Uh, really cool idea, mm-hmm. right? Like a, undeniably a cool idea. That is so contrary to me wanting to like read lore notes and find these little, <laughs> you know, these tiny little tableaus of like people doing fucked up shit because they're immortal rich kids. Uh huh. <laughs> um, like it doesn't, it's fun on its own. Mm-hmm. Like when I was playing the single player, when the AI Julia invaded, that provided a lot of fun moments of like the ideal circumstance. Mm-hmm. I'm doing well. And this throws a wrench that I have to improvise around. Yeah. I played online a few times, not when I was trying to advance the plot, but just to check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was really cool. Uh, it was really fun to, you know, I won some, I lost some, I played as Juliana mm-hmm. a bit. I won some, I lost some. Um, I don't think this game has a huge multiplayer scene, so it's avoiding the call of duty. Like everybody has solved the meta and there's just one thing you do. Right. Right. Um, you know, and that kind of cat and mouse in a world that's created with this kind of density where your success is at least partly influenced by how well you have digested and read. Mm-hmm. this level is a really cool idea. Very much so. Uh, during the process where you are trying to learn these things, uh, where you are trying to accomplish very specific uh, kind of goals, yep. uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> you know, with only one or two reprise things left, it's making me sound like I really suck at these games. I'm not great at them, but uh, yeah, but like, just like, and then she shows up and, you know, scotches the last 40 minutes of play probably it's like not today not right now julia juliana please please maybe miserable yeah (laughs) like when when that happens it's miserable or when you were just trying to uh get uh story shit Mm -hmm. like i'm trying to enjoy the the single player of this like i think that like there's kind of multiple games contained within this and they don't, they should never have been blended. Mm-hmm. Um, like playing this with just the AI Juliana works. Yeah. It can still be kind of like a fucking Juliana, but you can avoid the AI, AI Juliana cause she's stupid. Yeah. And there are advantages to killing her, which kind of short circuit that residium grind. Yeah. Um, you get uh, random slabs or slab upgrades, a big tons of residium and really good trinkets. Mm-hmm. And you can break a uh, sequence with this and get uh, slabs before you kill the target or get unique named weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, my first Juliana kill that came in was an AI Juliana who happened to be carrying the sniper rifle. Oh, wow. That you can get in this, uh, which is great. Yeah. Like, and getting that early changed my playthrough. Mm-hmm. And that was an entirely like, that was my version of the game. That wouldn't happen to anyone else. Yeah. It was a really memorable moment. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times I would just be, okay, I got to do this step of the the perfect loop. Fuck. Like Juliana <laughs> invaded. I have to go do this little chore uh-huh. before I can just continue checking this off my list. Yeah. Well, this made it uh, much more fun to just invade as Juliana and ruin somebody else's day. While getting the, yeah. the you know the, the the fun kind of stuff, but then as Juliana, you don't have other people trying to kill you. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it is very different. It is it is asymmetrical in interesting ways. Yeah, I don't know. Like if there is a way to just mark, like yeah, I I, I want I want a human Juliana and or I want a Juliana at all. 
um and just yeah, you can you, know, you can go mark in and if you want a human it. yeah yeah but uh yeah, you do yeah. have that but yeah just saying no julianas <laughs> you know which is contrary because it's a huge selling point of the game uh-huh. and really yeah. exciting stuff happens and it's part of the fiction it's like it, like a integral part of the fiction yes that this yeah. is happening it's a unique selling point mm-hmm. so just the way that it interferes with your actual play is really frustrating very much so uh and and just very dissonant mm-hmm. um yeah juliana also has a unique power that you can use when you are her uh it's called masquerade uh it lets her mimic other people in the environment so she can kind of mill around with a crowd of of people who you're presumably avoiding yeah to get the drop on you <laughs> yeah uh, i I love that i love any time it's like okay uh the multiplayer involves pretending you're a ma- you're, you're a machine um yeah you know go and see like assassin's creed brotherhood like that is an amazing idea uh for multiplayer and it's fun here you can also uh disguise yourself as colt uh colt has a very distinctive appearance because he insists on wearing the loudest jacket possible <laughs> big loud jacket yep he's a jacket man <laughs> everybody uh everybody knows to look out for him like they have explicit orders to you know to kill him on site so if she goes around as colt and gets you know gets everybody riled up that'll like blow stealth and draw attention um bunch of stuff like that there are lots of cool strategies uh you can uh you can use uh, and exploit as juliana one of my favorite ones is that when you invade you shut off colt's exit strategy so you have to <laughs> hack a specific device yeah so the way it's balanced for multiplayer is actually really clever for an asymmetrical versus game. Yeah. Like Colt gets extra lives. Uh, you only have one life, but uh, you can alert, you know, the whole level is against Colt. You can alert uh, the, the eternalists who are around the books. Um, you also Colt in order to win has to go to a specific spot that, you know, <laughs> uh, two spots. He has to go to hack his thing and go back into his cave. Yeah. So you can trap or ambush those areas or something like that. Like, that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just not what I want to be doing at the same time I'm playing Dishonored. Yeah. So it's the game kind of tripping on itself, which is deathloop.txt. Yep. 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 yep, yep. Uh, the aesthetics of this game, I also think are a triumph. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I were a deranged billionaire, I would recreate my home to be the first library you go into. That's so good. Uh, this thing it's these little like record listening pods mm-hmm. uh and stuff it's this like 60s like really fucking shagadelic <laughs> groovy <laughs> austin power shit extremely groovy um yeah it's got mojo <laughs> it does it has. Yeah. yes yeah. baby yes yeah baby <laughs> <laughs> um you know it's got that it's got that that mid-century stuff god i hope mid-century stuff doesn't like it feels like it's about ready to go back out of style you know but we've yeah. had a we've Let had a oh good cash in like oh, when that happens just buy up all the egg chairs yeah. for he's on the dollar oh now, now i am the king of this kingdom yes uh yeah. but yeah just, just just tons of uh you know it, it it's all kind of like in a, in this mod style uh which which is really good um uh, at excellent graphic design on like the signage and propaganda and stuff uh which mm-hmm. is a you know great great way to communicate stuff about this uh about this world um yeah i just i love the visual design on this like it's got uh as much if not more uh charm than the uh the station on prey right yeah it's a lot less uh antiseptic than yes. parts of that were yeah um i also am going to do a big shout out to the soundtrack mm-hmm. which is my favorite arcane soundtrack oh it's uh, so good I've done <laughs> it's really good i've been like listening to it in my off time pretty <laughs> consistently. <laughs> this, and then the the funky like once the battle starts uh-huh music is really really good especially the up down one. 
Oh yeah. Uh, is really, really good. Um, your regular enemies, you know, your, your visionaries are just kind of dudes and ladies, but the regular enemies, the eternalist, uh, because of the, the fire fest contract they signed, <laughs> all have to wear these creepy featureless masks. Uh, this was in a bid to get rid of like a caste system mm-hmm. and make sure they're all lower than the visionaries. Of course. Uh, and then they wear body paint mm-hmm. uh, and stuff all over them. So they look cool. Yeah. Everybody looks cool and creepy. uh it's really cool um the world is kind of littered with these uh they live messages that only you can see uh i like what they do with playing around with who uh who is writing these and what they're communicating Mm -hmm. to you um i always like when 3d text is in the environment uh and these these will provide uh both uh kind of like gameplay tips you know like uh maybe try going around or maybe don't go loud stuff like that about environments and encounters uh things like that but they also give um character and story detail yes um about your history with these characters yes usually what you have my favorite touch with these is that after you complete an assassination and you're walking back towards uh the rest of the level you'll get these like snarky little you know asides about shutting up some you know one of these psychopaths you, you, you kill uh, the gamer guy and one of them is just wasted <laughs> yeah waste game over you know uh yeah this base belongs to you stuff like that like it's it's real fun yeah um and these have a cool these are cool in the story like yeah. what these are is cool <laughs> um like all great environments, uh, this belonged to another culture. Like this has a history, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a secret to to making an environment cool. Yes. Um, there's an organization on it called Aeon now, and there was also a, uh, a Project Horizon that was on there as well. So there's multiple layers. Yes. Um, and the flavor of this game and a big part of the story is learning those two different cultures, the Aeon program, uh, which you were here as part of and project horizon, which you were here as part of at some point, uh, and just see how it is. These people are assholes, (laughs) how they, their kind of noble mission, uh, ended up being degraded and perverted either through time shenanigans, which we'll talk about, or Mm -hmm. just through these people being absolute shitheads. Yeah. Yeah. You got a you, you got bad bad minds behind this, um, yeah. and Arcane is good at making really horrible people. Oh my god! Yeah, it, you said on Dorsey, <laughs> the worst. Are you oh my fucking kidding me? I'm here to change <laughs> the world. <laughs> yeah, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> oh my god! Just like him, he's real emblematic of it. Like all of them are egomaniacs and you know psychos in their own way. But Alexis Dorsey, as as kind of the 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 last and hardest kill of these to to, to set up, is a really good thesis for like what is wrong yeah. with Eon its uh, it, itself. Oh god, the fact that he styles himself after a after a wolf in his his username in the Shadowrun style chat logs as Alpha Wolf sixty nine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when he shows up, when he first appears, like in front of you, like "What's up, sluts?" and it's like, "Oh God, <laughs> it's the fucking worst." <laughs> um, oh God, it's it's just an entire island populated by uh, the bad place crew from the good yep. place, Kill Reddit Island. <laughs> the, the, it's really, really, their people suck. Um, the dialogue itself, uh, and one of the arcane double-edged swords is also your heroes. It took me a long time to like Colt and Juliana. Okay. I came around, but it was hard one. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was pretty annoyed oh, by these huh. like real, real too cool for school characters for a while and their quips. 
Yeah. And yeah, I grew to like them, but it took some time. I was kind of on board. I saw the whole thing as being overly stylized. It didn't bother me that their uh, dialogue wasn't naturalistic. Right. I just, it was, it was fine. I, I, I kind of went into it feeling like, okay, this is going to be a Tarantino thing and then just adjusted my expectation accordingly. So I think I came around to it quicker. It ended up making it like, I like their relationship. Yes. Again, this all plays into bad ending stuff, which we'll talk about in a couple hours, but the, uh, I ended up really liking it. Mm-hmm. It works. I, I also just uh, while we're talking about aesthetics, I love the animated cutscenes that play after you make a big discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, these catch me if you can woodblock print style um, little animatic kind of things, almost just kind of summarizing what you've learned, uh, showing a cartoon version with lots of like uh, symbolism and stuff about how you're going to take these people out. Uh, that is all just like a nice little bow uh, put on some of this really neat animation. Yeah, looks good. Uh, so this was announced for a 2019 release, but uh, it was announced in 2019 for a release in 2020, but was delayed because of COVID. Of yes. Uh, Dinga Bakaba, who is one of the directors, is the one who's primarily featured in the uh, Noclip documentary I watched, mm-hmm. um, talked about the idea here being an inverted Cluedo. Yeah. So you are the killer. You have to figure out where and how to do it. Yeah. Um, as opposed to figure out who the killer is. Right. Um, Arcane itself makes no secret <laughs> about uh, kind of harvesting ideas from uh, Dishonored and Prey. It'd be weird if they denied that. Uh, Blink is in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is an effort to kind of refine them and put a, uh, put those uh, kind of ideas into different contexts. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want them to ever stop using their ideas because there aren't that many games yeah. like that. You know, if we can have a Call of Duty that plays identically every year mm-hmm. we can get an arcane game every three or four years yeah you know they play similarly um they uh they had non-lethal takedowns in this game that were part of a complicated melee system mm-hmm. and they replaced those with the kick because of lag uh it was a multiplayer oh, concern okay so like you had blocking and parrying and parries would not work with the lag um blocking did but it made everyone really boring like everyone mm-hmm. would just you know, Turtle block up. every hit. Yeah. So they, they said, what is the most bombastic thing we could replace this with? And then just kept making the kick stronger and better. <laughs> and uh, I'm because just, it was just really fun and tested well. And they said, oh, we're the team that made Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. Let's get them kicks in, baby. Yep. And yeah. it's a great kick. <laughs> uh, it's a real good kick. It's powerful. Yeah. Oh, God. When it tutorialized kicking somebody over a railing, I was like, I'm back, baby. I'm back, baby. <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> rich kid piece of shit <laughs> um oh my the, gosh <laughs> uh, they they agree with me about non-lethal play down takedowns as well so they yes. have this melee system they also were just like hey this makes play people play dishonored played in a boring way let's mm-hmm. get rid of that yeah good on you yeah uh there's really one by history <laughs> nice there's one concept here that was actually uh specifically made uh for dishonored dishonored 2 uh, alexis's party that he holds kind of the masquerade they were going to have a level like that in dishonored 2 but they figured that it was too similar to um uh the lady Boyle uh mission from dishonored one like yeah we don't want to uh, kind of reuse the same idea in the same series let's wait it out keep this for a later one and put it here and it's a good idea yeah it's it's sufficiently different from lady Boyle. Yes. Uh, you know, and it and is a real, you know, like really good show stopping mm-hmm. set piece. It's like a meat grinder, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Like that, that part, when I figured that out, I just hung out and listened to the podcast version of that scene. Basically, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of these things where like 
you know, this is kind of getting into to final thought stuff, but it's worth mentioning. Like, I have a lot of problems with this game. The things that are good are so goddamn good. Yeah. Like, I, I think people should play it. Mm-hmm. You just have to adjust your expectations. Like, it's not this dynamic thing where the multiplayer and the time loop thing works perfectly. It's it's Dishonored three with some cruff. Mm-hmm. Like it, and if you've been waiting for Dishonored three, like me, like it is, it's really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That cruff is a problem. Mm-hmm. Like if it's on the plate, it has to be judged, but it's, it's, you know, it's still, it's still good. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are so many cited cinematic inspirations for this, you know, obvious ones, Groundhog Day, um, Edge of Tomorrow, stuff like that. Or you've got, uh, you know, Dark City, et cetera. Uh, but just there are way too many to name all of them here. Uh, this is a, a very cinematic game, at least in style. Um, what's up? It's a cosmic gumbo. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we were joking about that day or the other day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this was well received. You know, uh, I think that mm-hmm. the fact that this was a PS5 exclusive, uh, you know, maybe it didn't necessarily like overall help. I can't say that, but definitely kind of changed some of the tenor of it, uh, at least console exclusive uh, on the PS5. Uh, but credits complaints, you know, echo kind of some of the some of the stuff that we've already said uh it was pretty divisive while still kind of landing in the upper 80s as far as like aggregate scores go yeah it won a lot of awards yeah like by by no means is this like a a very controversial game right would it it one of those awards i think and part of the reason why it reviewed really well is because the hook and the beginning of the game are so irresistibly cool mm-hmm. and we talked about this before but reviewers don't always spend as much time with something right as they do. So a lot of things that make really great first impressions do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is, is a, a, a real mixed success in general, but I'm not surprised that it did well. And I wanted to do well because I like this company and I don't want to turn off the, the spigot. No. Um, it, it, we do not know how successful this was for them. When I was searching up scenes and things I missed on YouTube, there's some YouTuber who's like, Deathloop killed Arcane. And I was like, I'm sorry, oh, sir? Was news I missed. <laughs> yeah. It's the, uh, I clicked on it and it's just some, you know, I just, I'll just call him a juice bag. Is that a douche bag? I don't want to call him a douche bag. Is that what he was? So what popped in my head was juice bag. Huh. Uh, some juice bag on YouTube who's just like, there's no way. They're done. They're fucking done. I was like, ah, you, you don't know that. This is this is just single player games are done bullshit that's right. been going on forever. Yeah. You know? Uh, give it some time. Yeah. Give, give, give it a little bit of time. They've, they've already announced another title. Like they're working on yeah. uh, Redfall, which also looks neat. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down. But also as multiplayer, it's co-op, but uh-huh. multiplayer though. So maybe it's going to be dishonored with Left 4 Dead attached to it. <laughs> maybe. You know? I don't know. Like we'll, we'll see. I, <laughs> I'm I'll try it. Cause it'll have a fucking scene. Like the, the lady you have to t- uh, go find and stop her from killing herself in this game. Uh huh. You know, it, it's going to have that detail stuff because they are the best in the biz at that. Mm-hmm. Like there's nobody better. Yeah. I, I don't think they make games that are not worth, they don't have things worth seeing in them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So. Um, or was there anything like from the generalities that, that I was missing? I didn't see that no clip documentary. Um, I, yeah, I mean, that basically it just talked about them, you know, how they went out making the game, and it's it's stuff that they've talked about other places as well, like trying to get people out of complacency. Yeah, yeah, uh, and everything. Um, I will. I want to throw a, a dishonorable mention to uh to something i saw about this so a creator who i really like um mark brown who does game makers toolkit 
did a video comparing this unfavorably to moon crash. Um, I still have not played moon crash, mm-hmm. so I, I can't speak to that, uh, completely, but the things that he was complaining about felt nuts to me. Hmm. Like it wasn't about it being grindy. It was just about it becoming easy and okay. it not being a nonstop. Like he was like, oh, this would be better if you couldn't keep your stuff from world to world this would be better and i was like no no it wouldn't like God. that leans more into the side thing that this is doing and not doing as well this is this is something where i think that a more conservative approach actually would have been a lot stronger yeah. and make the pvp thing a dlc or something yes you know yeah um, like they do with moon crash mm-hmm. uh you know, <laughs> so but um yeah there's not anything else i think that we missed gotcha that. Yeah. well this is the end of the free uh, portion of the episode yeah. Uh, if you are hearing this, uh, we really appreciate you listening. If you would like to hear the full episode and then all of our other premium episodes and Bond Fireside Chat and Unfilmable and join the Slack, uh, go to our Patreon, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. You get a lot of stuff for it for $5 a month, just a buck twenty-five a week. Yeah. And uh, tons of shows. This will be the last of the regular Watch Out for Fireballs that is on the early release feed. Um, we are uh, getting rid of the early release feed. Uh, if you back at that level, uh, but not the uh, not the premium one. This is just here as a uh, as as a note. We are replacing that with other things. There's an announcement um, on the uh, the Patreon page itself. Yes, yeah, they'll kind of explain that. So, um, yeah, and, and and we also talk about why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a previous episode yeah so we we uh we appreciate you mm-hmm. uh, please consider doing that and uh we'll see you next week for the dispatch yes we will um and uh uh until next time um <laughs>